0: You fucking abandoned me and left Twitter.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: serious. In vino veritas. Hi, everybody. It's me, Kit Midas, the original Wave Rider, and I'm joined on the line oh, for uh, this week's episode of our Maria. podcast. I read that by you Long John Silver. Opera would help you with, with your voice. All right. Let's start the episode of our podcast. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Oh, my
0: God. It's been hot. It's been real hot. Yeah. I know. It's, it's so boring to talk about how hot it is, but I'll tell you, it's been hot. It's okay. It's been really hot. Dew points. Yeah. Uh, wet bulb temperature, wet bulb global temperatures. It's it's all different and confusing and different equations. I spent a lot of time the other night trying to wrap my head around it. And I feel like I was one of the first people that that really was on to the the whole dew point wet bulb stuff and i can't explain it in any way and anytime you go someplace where they're explaining it there's always people in the comments that are just like it's not that hard to understand to wrap your head around it and then they explain it and when they explain it it's just it's still not easy
2: well when you were trying to explain it to mike and me at lunch the other day or i guess mike was explaining it to you and me at lunch the other day i couldn't tell what was going on i couldn't tell you were talking about how the heat in- heat index doesn't work anymore because of climate change? Yeah, the heat, the heat or- index
0: is bullshit now. Uh, it, w- it was b- based on like different body sizes and things like that. Now you have the wet bulb global temperature, which takes a number of things into effect, in- including uh, UV and how, how much shade or light is and uh, the angle of the sun at that particular time of year. There is a bunch of... I think it is a much better thing, but then... Then they come up with something, and they're like, "Yeah, if the wet bulb temperature is over ninety, that is critical, like you're going to die." But using that number, 90, nobody knows that doesn't mean anything to They're like, 90, that doesn't sound so bad. It seems like they need to add an equation to it, so it's just it, it becomes a really high number, like the heat index,
2: like a conversion factor that bumps it up so everyone knows it's scary. right. Because dew point's the same way. I'm like, a dew point of
0: 79 will mess you up. And people are like, 79? That's not, uh... So you're constantly doing conversions in your head with dew points and wet bulb temperatures and things like that.
2: Hey, what happened? You kind of ran out of steam just now. Yeah. I just... It's hot. Oh, okay. Yep, it's hot. Um, I drank a lot of water before. Look at that. You're still hydrating. What a nice water bottle. It's so top-heavy, though, man. John, you and I had a real adventure on Friday night. We were blowing off steam. We both had a lot of, lot of stuff on our mind. I'm, I'm down here helping my mom deal with dad stuff and getting ready to transition her into a new level of care here at Carol Woods. And a week and a half ago, I went to the fucking emergency room because I thought I was having a heart attack. Never had that experience before. The doctor said it was just anxiety. It was uh, exciting and disruptive. And you've got your own stuff going on with animals running wild in your, in your homestead with the dogs and cats and chinchillas and all the attendant responsibilities and fecal matter. Mm-hmm. So we decided to blow off a little steam on Friday night, Kid Midas and Long John Silver. John, we had a real adventure in the town of Chapel Hill and Carborough, and it was really fun.
0: It really was. Let me ask you- And we you... stayed
2: out till 3.45 in the morning. It was terrific. So <clears throat> I need to ask you a question.
0: When we decided that we were going to just meet up and have a a quick something to eat on Saturday,
2: did you know we were going to do all this stuff afterwards? No. Some of the stuff we did afterwards without getting into particulars were things that I had never imagined in my wildest fantasies. (laughs) Okay. I'm not Uh, saying it was like Sanctum, the famous invite-only sex club in LA. Right. But it was exciting and it was something, it was the type of adventure I haven't had in a long time. And we were like out very late, very and we had a lot late. of fun, and we met some really nice people. I know. Are those and the- you got into a conversation at you got into a conversation at a bar with uh, my friend George, talking all about Ohio and demography and how to calculate an Ohio metropolitan statistical area and which city in Ohio represents the future of the Midwest. It was terrific. I had fr- we had that, another conversation, which was if your safety was guaranteed. Would you rather spend 1 hour in a submersible exploring the Titanic wreckage or 1 hour on the surface of the moon walking around? Or, and this was the third option that came up that we came up with at the last minute. 1 hour, again, safety guaranteed, free floating in space untethered to any orbiting spacecraft i had
0: forgotten about that i'd forgotten also about all of the the uh different ohio msas i think ohio and north carolina have a lot in common you know with lots of little sort of mid-sized cities and things like that but uh yeah george from ohio had a lot of fun talking to him and then uh we met somebody who was friends with the residents
2: yep i left a voicemail message late at night for one of the members of the residents thanking them oh for their i forgot Saying, hey, man, I hear you're playing The the Residence. I just want to thank you. You're such a big influence on me and my friends and our secret band. And he was, like, so creative, and you really blew our minds. And just thank you so much. Well, my name's David. I'll talk to you later, I guess. Yeah, I'm never going to talk to him. But it was really fun. Anyway, that's the scene report. Oh, and we went to a a rock and roll show. We we, went to see that emo band. What? Oh, yeah. Emo. Were they emo? I think so. One of them was. At the local 506. Yeah, and one of them, I think, was a heavy metal band, and we played pool, and why don't you give them a little billiard status update on how our pool tournament went, Jono? Well, we played
0: about six games of pool, and I think David won all of them, maybe five of six, and I got to be perfectly honest, and I think David would agree with me, that I played equally or better than David in all Every single
2: game. You outperformed me, except you... Right. It was it was unfair. Even I can admit that. Yeah. I just ended up biffing it by... What, what did I do?
0: I just sunk the eight ball every time? Is that what I did?
2: You either sunk the eight ball or scratched on the eight ball. Yeah. Yeah. We were playing eight ball, the most classic thing you can do. Yeah. At the cave.
0: I felt okay the next day, but... Uh, Yeah, I remember I did like a drunk history on the Titanic.
2: Yeah, you were really... Well, it's because we were talking about that choice. Would you rather be on the surface of the moon or exploring the Titanic? And I can't remember your... My answer five years ago would have been the moon, no question. I've always wanted to be left alone on the moon. Yeah, you were right. To be the only person on the moon. You were right. But I've switched over to the Titanic. The idea of being in a submersible and then looking through the little window and then through the darkness and the depth of the ocean... Seeing a, an image form in the in the gray black light, and knowing that this is the Titanic, the Titanic, like the the Titanic, I think would be a more exhilarating experience than standing on the moon. Titanic, one of the most famous English words. Coca Cola, God, and Titanic.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think you're wrong. I think that I think that's exciting. And you, but I don't think I don't think anything would come close to standing on the moon and being in less than. Um, 1g gravity and so just sort of being able to bounce around
2: uh that's like going to a ball pit that's such a childish thing to be excited about oh i can bounce around like well just go go play on a trampoline anybody can do that
0: yeah i think the view from the moon of the earth rising over the moon is pretty cool i don't think the spacewalk that does not interest me at all um I, i i just don't think no that's not exciting to me you're just sort of floating around you could, you could get hit by so some flying debris. Although I guess the, the, it was that we safety was guaranteed.
2: Safety is guaranteed in this thought experiment. Yeah. So let's think about it just briefly in terms of the view. You're saying that one of the exciting things about being on the moon would being, would be looking at the earth rising over the moon. And I'm saying the exciting thing about going down to look at the Titanic is having the Titanic come into view. We have two images cresting the horizon. One, our beloved home planet of Earth, or Terra, if you're from outer space. The other, the Titanic, one of the most infamous man-made objects of all time. And you're seeing both of these things come into view. And the question for me is, which one would give me a greater sense of the sublime, or more goosebumps, or just a, a singular feeling I would never forget? And I think over the years, my answer has changed from the Earth to the Titanic. And that's why I need to get one of these submersibles. A well-built submersible that only charges like $500. I can't afford $250,000. <laughs> right. right. But a super safe one where I can go down by myself for $500. What I, where really what I have to do is become friends with James Cameron. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to write a movie script that is undeniable that he has no choice but to direct personally. I have to just write the most amazing movie script so he'll be like, finally, someone who gets me and someone I can get. Come with me, friend, in my submersible. That's what needs to happen. I need to write a James Cameron's special movie script. It'll be called "Oceans of Depth." No, why? <laughs> That's the worst face you've ever made. Oceans yeah. of Depth. Yeah, Oceans of Depth. Or what about what about the deepest? The deepest um, experience. No, right or depth. Maybe no, sea? it could be called uh, Dep- Sea Depth. Sea Depth. Great. That's cool. That is a good name. Sea Depth, A Saga of... Um, I was going to say A Saga of Lust, but I don't think his movies are especially erotic. So I would say Sea Depth, A Born Again Saga. Christian. It could be Christian. Is he Christian? Yeah, he's a born again Christian. James Cameron. Okay. Perfect. Sea <laughs> Depth, A Born Again Saga. That would make money. Yeah it's, an, yeah. it's about a Christian submarine cap captain, and uh, he has to go to the lowest point on earth to find to connect with the highest point in the heavens. You like that?
0: Yeah. So he oh so you're not going to Titanic you're going to go to the deep deep sea no
2: this is just the mo- I'm going to the Titanic deep, but I'm going to befriend that's James Cameron Challenger by writing deep. a script the that's Challenger the deep. deep why yeah, is exactly. it called
0: Challenger Deep it's such a strange name I, for something it, yeah and then and then Cameron his submersible was called the Deep Sea Challenger that's a that's a good name for thing but Challenger Deep is weird but I I might like it it's in the Mariana Trench it's actually
2: part of it exactly. Challenger Deep. And the moon is called... um, Challenger Deep just sounds like an Xbox game, though. It doesn't sound like a topographical phenomenon on Earth. The Challenger Deep. So would you rather... It's sort of ironic that the cool place on the moon
0: has a nautical name. The Sea of Tranquility. Oh, right. I think it's so much cooler to be on the moon.
2: I just, Uh, in terms of
0: the the uh the cred you're gonna get in, in terms of like talking to people
2: right i guess that's true
0: yeah there's just not that
2: many people that have been on the moon reminds me do you know the british comedian Stuart lee have we ever talked about his routine i've been i've been i've what oh no it's about i've walking in space the punchline is i've walked in space google Stuart lee plus i've walked in space you'll have a fun you'll have a fun time watching that And now we will turn our little submersible to the depths of the day's news. John, turning to our predicted portfolios. Pay attention, kids. This is how a pro pivots to a new topic. On the homepage of Predicted, in blaring headline, we see new GOP contracts. And sure enough, when we click on who will win the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, there's some new names on the leaderboard. Chris Christie at five cents, down one from six. Vivek Ramaswamy now at 11 cents, holding steady. Donald Trump down one cent to 59 cents, even though as we record this podcast on a Tuesday afternoon, it sounds like Donald Trump might get another indictment from that ornery old jack smith yeah trump says that he received a target letter from jack smith on sunday
0: and uh, apparently that has been confirmed
2: so i received a target letter too sounds like there's a lot of great deals at my local target department store
0: do you have target in la never
2: mind. yes we do john do you have there's google in la of Goog- my
0: house. <laughs> sorry
2: what nothing this will be a good topic let's go yeah do you have google in la we have google in la all yep right. Uh, Keep going. Target, Lowe's, we got Lowe's. We have Lowe's in L.A. Yep. Hardee's. I think we do, but it's called <laughs> something else. Carl's Jr. Yeah, that's there. right. Uh, then they got this thing Five Guys, and they have another one called Astro World or Um In and Out. I don't know. The burger stuff gets confused. Yeah, the burger stuff gets confusing to me. Yeah.
0: They're yeah. like uh, L.A.'s Chick-fil-A controversy surrounds them. Hardcore Christian like James Cameron? Maybe something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I don't want to slander James Cameron. He's very rich. He-
2: Overall, on when I look at my predictive portfolio, there's no Hardee's in my future because I'm down $196.48. I'll be cooking my own hamburgers from now on. Thank you very much. And most of that loss is because I continue to hold no in, yes, Donald Trump, GOP 2024 presidential nominee. And yes... The price I paid has collapsed entirely. Although, whoa, look at this. Ron DeSantis. Golly, this Ron DeSantis guy. Huh. Continues to... F- this guy's really flailing.
0: Yeah, word that uh, he's firing a bunch of his staff, just trying to reboot. You know, his whole thing is on COVID. He's, he's fighting that he did COVID right. And COVID's not really... I don't feel like it's in the news anymore. Like it's.
2: Yeah, I don't think COVID is a thing right now.
0: Yeah, I feel like he needs to switch it up, and I guess that is what he's doing. He is switching it up and trying to come from a different angle. Uh, But, yeah, probably what he really most needs to work on is retail politics, which I don't know if that's something that you can just develop. Speaking of incredible— He's done. It's going to be Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy, look at this. I'm looking at this on predictor right now. Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis were tied at 14 cents on Predictit on July the on July the 14th. I mean, the idea of Ramaswamy being it kind of makes me think that DeSantis needs to start. DeSantis needs to start seeing Ramaswamy as. As a potential rival.
2: But, Ram- but DeSantis is up 11 over Ramaswamy. DeSantis is at 22 right now. Yeah, but the fact that Ramaswamy even touched him at one point in the last week tells me that's not great. Meanwhile, my man Tim Scott is is loitering at eight cents. I need to pick up the pace. I'm trying to see. Did Trump
0: didn't even move today, did he?
2: No, he's down one cent in the GOP nomination market.
0: It's all, it's just all baked in.
2: Well, what happens if no labels, the political party I've heard more about on the (laughs) radio in the last 72 hours than anything I've ever heard about in my life. Okay. What happens if they decide after Super Tuesday per their threat, or should I say their solemn promise to field a candidate who can unite the country? Someone beloved by members of both parties, like West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, who said, come on guys, it's time for the extreme right and the extreme left to get off their high horses and come together so we can work together. What, oh, what is there to say about No Labels? No. Who's going to be the VP for No Labels? Uh, You think it would be Andrew Yang?
0: Uh, Maybe.
2: What about John Huntsman? A mansion Huntsman ticket would be good. What about Marianne Williamson? She would do it. She would do it. And then you got Cornel West on the Green Party. Something tells me he won't get quite as much media attention as the No Labels guys. Yeah.
0: And everyone knows that No Labels is being backed by... You know, GOP type stuff and people that just have an axe grind with the Democrats. So it right. is basically a GOP operation at this. No point.
2: love for no labels. Would that be a cool bumper sticker? I guess it's a little square. No labels, more like no. What about this? No labels, more like no morals. Ho, 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 ho. How about this?
0: No labels, more like yes fables because it's not true. That the, because it's not true is in parentheses.
2: Got it. Yep. That's the one. That's the one. Let's move on to a different topic. Okay.
1: Everybody get naked. Yeah, yeah. Everybody show their buns.
0: Orgy, orgy.
1: It's erotic bad boys of the week.
0: Let's get sexual.
1: Bad boys are number one.
0: Let's fuck and suck like crazy tonight.
2: Yeah, this is the final installment of the ongoing battle for a bad erotic bad boy of the week between North Carolina House Speaker Tim Moore and um L.A. Let's say ero- erotica, erota- Entrepreneur, erotic entrepreneur, Damon Lawner. This is the final update. It's time for us to make our decision, John. Who is the erotic bad boy of the week? Okay. Big news in both of these men's lives. John, why don't you start us off with your homeboy, Tim Moore in North Carolina. What's the news for Tim Moore?
0: He is not going to seek uh, the North Carolina House speakership. He is, has confirmed Friday um, that his record fifth two-year presiding over the chamber will be his last so I, I guess this was a surprise to people. But uh, I mean, according to what I read in the paper, it, it, the decision has been known by his colleagues going back a year. Unless that is some sort of spin that somebody added in, because the mm-hmm. true reason mm-hmm. that Tim Moore will not be seeking that re-election is because he has been involved in this
2: extramarital, torrid, torrid affair with somebody else's wife the biscuitville booty snatcher i think is what he's widely is how he's described in raleigh the state (laughs) capitol is that how he's described yeah or the biscuitville booty bandit i think is what i'm hearing it's how everyone refers to him yes
0: um he denies those allegations that he he broke up that marriage um and that that uh that lawsuit has been resolved So, I wonder if that was part of the
2: lawsuit, that he would agree that he wasn't going to rerun. Oh, that's one of the conditions of the secret settlement that we're assuming exists? Probably not. I like that. Probably not. Probably not. I think, honestly, we're going to try to overhype both of these news events um, for dramatic effect. Because (laughs) when we turn to Los Angeles and Damon Lawner, we see, or I see for the first time, a website called FatherDamon.com. You know I like that, which I thought was brand new. John, were you able to figure out when this was launched? Okay, well it was registered on March
0: 30th in 2020, but it wasn't launched until this year. So I can't oh. I can't give you a
2: specific Wait, so the URL fatherdamon.com was launched th- was registered 3 years ago, but the website launched this year? Yep. Yeah, if
0: you go to the the Wayback Machine, it looks uh... like it launched in March of this year.
2: But he had it for two years previous to that. Three years previous. Three years previous. Yes. Yeah. So he's been knowing that he wants to be Father Damon. And now that he's been exiled from his former sex club, Sanctum, he can pivot full time to whatever this is. Yeah. What is, what is it? I'll read to you from the website. I'll read to all of you from the website. Okay. How it all started. Damon was born into the exploratory madness of the 1970s and raised by wolves, spiritual teachers, drug experimenters, and rock and roll records. He was exposed to mature themes at an early age and possessed a boundless curiosity for what was and what could be created if his mind were set free. Oh my he god, found it just,
0: pres- I'm just seeing the picture on here.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's okay. having fun in like the cult aesthetic. He's trying to, I think, be a, like an ironic cult leader. Okay. He founded and presided over, quote, the world's most elite sex club until he sold it in 2019. Parenthetically, we will add, which the website does not add, because it destroyed his relationship with both his wife and his daughters. Picking up where we left off, upon attaining all he had set out to, he was struck with the realization that a life of ego and excess was devoid of any real love, which by now he discovered was truly the most rare and valuable element in the universe. This zen slap, set him off on an impassioned journey just as america was reaching its own karmic reckoning as the fires and shattered dreams of discontent in a world gone mad fell like ashes upon city streets is he talking about black lives matter protests yeah i think so what is he talking about the portland temporary autonomous zone (laughs) i forgot about that father damon was incarnated as a phoenix from the flames to try and uncover a path back to love philosophy The question, why are we here, is an eternally unanswerable circular argument that has led us nowhere for thousands of years. Trying to live every day conscious, aware, and in gratitude for our existence, we begin to shed the myths of religious dogma and governmental governmental doctrines, governmental doctrines, it's hard, to reveal the reality that we are all one and literally everything in the universe is part of an interconnected ecology. You may call this reality God or whatever you wish, but any word struggles to fully describe life's universal energetic union. We believe that love comes closest to the visible reflection of our oneness. Close your eyes for a moment. Take a deep breath, exhale, and consider what is truly most important to you. And this is an extended quote from Father Damon. And I'll do it in a southern accent because we'll have fun pretending that he's southern. As this journey continues through painful lessons and joyful experiences, I find my focus shifting to giving and receiving as much love as possible. I struggle as most do when faced with pain, so my practice is finding love everywhere, even in darkness. Light immediately disperses darkness. They are mutually exclusive, just as love is with hate. If you have experienced enough suffering for this lifetime, then join me and we shall walk together in the light of love. End quote from Father Damon. So he's off on a new adventure and we wish him well. Okay. We got to give it to him, right? He's crushing Tim Moore. Yeah,
0: Tim Moore is boring. Okay. Compared to this guy.
2: Father Damon, congratulations. You are the election profit makers, long-running erotic bad boy of the week. And uh, we also want to thank listener John KK, who actually figured out he did some mode type stuff based on some publicity photos of Father Damon and and a newspaper description of the type of building he lives in. Listener JKK was actually able to locate Father Damon's apartment building. We will, of course, not reveal that location so as to protect Father Damon's privacy, but I will say... It is directly across the street from one of the three grocery stores I shop at most regularly. So every time I go to this particular grocery store, which is named after a great m- merchant of history named Joe, sometimes I, when I'm on my way to the grocery store or departing the grocery store, heavy, laden and yay with these snacks and treats that I yeah. get from Joe, I wonder if I'll see Father Damon flitting down the alley or the sidewalk in one of his many white robes that is embroidered with his made-up fake cult leader symbols i love it i love it too john damn it damn it i love it i love it <clears throat> god damn sorry john i assume you haven't had time to do a deep dive into number stations yet right we're no, still waiting on week, that this week definitely what this you're week, gonna do it yeah this week i'm hitting in a, into numbers stations
0: last week i was into animals and pets and and things of that, everyone was right. out of town. I was taking care of all that stuff, but this week, number stations
2: you're going to be listening to the numbers. I am I love it. You're actually going to be able to listen to them on the radio.
0: Can you believe that? Did I ask us already? Do you think you can access it through like one of these radio apps?
2: I bet you can okay, yeah. You can do most things with apps. Because nobody actually
0: has a radio anymore, except for in their car, I guess.
2: Hey, I want to thank everyone who wrote in with uh, social media accounts of various birds that I could um, start following as I complained that birds were underrepresented on social media. I haven't had a chance to do that yet, but I hope to in the near future. So thank you all for your recommendations.
0: Greg writes in, Hello, David and John. I made this field recording while I was mountain biking on Saturday. It's not much, but the cicadas are so loud. And I really just wanted to let you know I'm a fan.
2: Thank you, Greg. Let's all listen to Greg's field recording of cicadas recorded, I guess, while mountain
1: biking. Hey, John. Hey, David. It's Greg. Probably your fifth biggest fan in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know, I'd like to be number one, but you know, who knows what else is out there. Anyways, I'm making this recording because the cicadas are firing off right now. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. I'm just trying to ride bikes. And these dudes are so loud. Hopefully you're not getting too much car noise in the background, not an airplane overhead. Hopefully it's a good recording. I don't know, I'm just doing it with my phone. Anyways, thanks for doing the show, big fan. Also, I've been a Patreon member since I think the jump. And I really, really need some stickers. Still haven't gotten any. But I mean, that's minor. Anyways, thanks for doing the show. I hope you like the cicadas.
2: John, we got
0: a message from Noah. Noah says it was recently my birthday, and my significant other surprised me with some gifts. Among them were three Blackwing 602 pencils. As you may know, I don't, but as David may know, these are considered some of the best pencils around. I was thrilled to receive such high-quality pencils, but now find myself in a pickle. Since I've never had the follow-through to buy them for myself in the past, I lack any way to sharpen them. Do you have a recommendation for a good entry-level pencil sharpener for someone just beginning their pencil collection? P.S. I think I'm also in the situation where I never received EPM stickers because I've been a Patreon member since the original season. I'd love to get some so I can display my love for the show
2: proudly on my laptop.
0: Okay. David will uh, mail stickers to everyone when he gets back to L.A. So
2: I think Noah is talking, I assume the way Noah is talking, he's talking about he got some of the original Eberhard Favor Blackwing 602s. He's not talking about the Palomino Blackwing, which is the American reboot of the iconic collectible pencil, widely considered one of the greatest pencils ever produced. And now he's asking me what kind of pencil sharpener should he use for these Eberhard Favor Blackwing 602s? I mean, honestly, Noah, I hate to say this, but if I were you, I would leave them unsharpened. They're just so much more collectible if you never sharpen them and their value might continue to go up and up and up. But if you simply must use the pencil and sharpen it, I, you know, the pencil sharpener I usually recommend is this pencil sharpener called the classroom friendly supplies pencil sharpener. I'm sure I've recommended it before. I think it's a single burr hand crank sharpener and it has that uh, spring-loaded uh faceplate that draws the pencil automatically into the body of the device as you're sharpening it. That's a, just a great all-around general purpose sharpener. That's the sharpener I usually recommend. There is a new sharpener that everybody seems to be really into. What's it called? It's some fancy pocket sharpener and you draw the pencil against the blade. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about, email me so I can tell Noah about it. Uh, if you really want a pencil sharpener, that, that that befits the iconic and expensive Eberhard Faber Blackwing, you should go with the El Casco hand crank sharpener, which I think is still made. And at the time that I was gifted, one was the most expensive pencil sharpener currently in production on planet Earth. And I highly recommend that double burr hand crank sharpener, the El Casco. How much? Is, uh, Noah, how much- if you have it. Would hmm? that i'm be, sorry how, yeah sorry
0: how, how much it, when you say it's the most expensive pencil sharpener on earth i mean any is that like hundreds of dollars or
2: uh looks like right now they're going for over 500 euros seriously yeah wow it's a great sharpener it's a really good sharpener I you can read seen. about it and other sharpeners in my book which is long out of print and only available on the secondhand market it's called how to sharpen pencils and the author's name is kid Midas the original wave rider Noah, we're going to wait a response. We're going to wait for an update. Tell me if you decide to, to um, sharpen those secondhand vintage pencils and tell me what sharpener you use and tell me what you think of the points you produce. We got a letter
0: here from someone named David. He is sending... Pale his- yes. Yes. Here are two recordings I made from my house in Tucson, Arizona. One is a Lucy's Warbler with a white-winged dove in the background. The other is the neighborhood coyotes. Although I think they may say They may say coyotes in Arizona. These were both recorded on my phone with the free Merlin app, which also provides instant bird IDs and lots of bird info via Cornell. Highly recommend it for anyone who wants to do field recordings. Love the show. Keep up the great work.
2: We've got two recordings from listener David. The first one on deck is Lucy's Warbler. I tell you, birds birds have the best names. Are Are there like horses and frogs that have names like this? Lucy's Warbler. Coming up after that, coyotes or coyotes.
0: I recorded some birds. This, this, uh, what I sent them to you. Shoot, let's add your, well, let's have your field recording. Let's have, but a... I don't, but I, but I didn't do it through the app, so I don't know what it was. But it was, I was close to that
2: bird. Hold on, let me go back through my text from John and see if I can find a recording of birds. You sent me an you sent me a video called Introduction to Logic, full course. Yeah. Uh, I won't standard. try not to take that personally. <laughs> you sent me a photo of a mushroom you found in the woods. Yep. Um, You sent me a lot of questions about who exactly were the people we were hanging out with on Friday night. (laughs) And some authentically blurry 2 a.m. photos. But I don't see a field recording of a bird. Oh, here it is. Look at that. There's actually a bee in it as well. Let's listen to this field recording John sent me of some birds. Before we go i just want to let everyone know i'm alerting our patreons that over the past couple weeks in addition to dealing with all of my dad's death stuff and all his infernal books and issues with my mom and her transition and all my mental health i also took the time to record one of the most extremely exciting frog ponds in piedmont north carolina the weaver dairy frog pond and i will be posting that exhilarating field recording to the patreon in the next couple weeks Once I have a moment's peace, thank you very much. But other than that, I think we should stop the episode because we have have more meetings to have here at Carol Woods. Meetings, meetings, meetings. What am I, Don Draper of Mad Men, the famous advertising guru? Hey, everyone, I got got an announcement to make.
0: Election Profit Makers is an independent production. We welcome your support on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. And if you sign up for Patreon, You'll receive some wonderful EPM stickers in the mail. Send your election prediction questions and bird recordings to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And if you want to advertise with us, it's the same email address, contact at electionprofitmakers.com.
2: Thanks, everybody. Apologies that uh, I'm running on fumes, but I'm going to get better soon. We're all uh, going to get better soon. We're all going You know what, John? You're damn right about that. We're the- all going to get better soon. Many of us are running on fumes, and we're all going to get better soon.
0: Yeah. And I've got a brand new laptop that's coming in the, in the mail from Apple,
2: my oh, I favorite
0: th- oh, companies you, and my favorite. I
2: almost, almost quit the podcast until until John finally agreed to order a new Apple laptop after years of procrastinating and delaying and dissembling. I think the game might change yeah. very very soon. Oh, it's definitely going to
0: change. I mean, it. Is. When John
2: helps, when John learns. Um, Audacity or GarageBand and can help with the editing of these episodes, the game will change. It's going to be so incredible. I'm psyched. Stay tuned. We're all going to get better. The game is going to get changed. Some of us are going to go to the moon. Some of us are going to go to the Titanic. And some of us are just going to float untethered in space. And that's the way it should be. And that's the way it's going to be. Election Profit Makers, that's the podcast you've
1: been listening to.
0: Bye.